Blog Talk Radio. Hard work, it, it means a lot. It really, it really does. 
Oh, my goodness. And I was telling, I don't know if you were able to hear when I was, like, saying you're the most humble and modest person I've ever, one of the few, because Denzel Washington has the same unique spirit that you have, very, very humble and modest and always try to divert that attention from himself to other people and say how wonderful they are, even when it's his turn to shine. So um, you uniquely have that same spirit. <laughs> well, Thank you very much. I, I'm, I'm honored. Look, I'm, I'm grateful to be able to get to do what I do. And, and I feel like what you're talking about is, is I'm aware of the fact that I get to do this. You know what I mean? And I'm also aware of the fact that I'm surrounded by people who help me do this well. I love excellence, but I can't achieve all this on my own. And I, I'm never one to push people who've helped me achieve this back behind me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm very grateful, very grateful. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the music. We Everybody who's ever been in your presence, and as I was talking about this on social media, I had a lot of amazing comments. People were um, showing photographs they took with you from all the way from 2009. <laughs> wow. And so people are holding to these memories, Anthony, because that's how you impact this world. Um, for the for the kingdom, you do that. And so they were saying, I remember his song back then. I remember when I visited Dallas and I went to Oak Cliff. And this was, I mean, not just yesterday. These are memories that people have been collecting and still talking about how you touched, whether it was a concert or they experienced your worshiping, worship leader um, pursuit or for like a, you're, you leading worship at your dad's church or they met you in the airport, you're always so down to earth and so kind. Well, I mean, that's flattering. I feel like when you're saying this, I'm like, yo, but I have off days. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm, again, I think easy to keep the perspective of, of being down to earth when you realize that you get to do this. Like there are, I have so many talented people around me that aren't getting the opportunities that I get, and I'm very aware that this could switch really quick. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm very aware that this is not built on just an ability that I have to lead worship and sing. It's built upon um, opportunities that God has seen fit to give me. And so when it's kind of out of your control, when, I mean, I work hard, but also there, there's a caveat of God being like, I, I'm going to allow you to do this. So that keeps me... You know, I, I strive for excellence, but at the same time, it's like, watch it, because <laughs> I'm surrounded by talented people who can do exactly what I do, and, and I, I, I'm just aware that it's it's a gift, you know? It is a gift, which means, Anthony, and I admire, I do, and I totally respect your modesty, but like you said, there are a ton of people who are talented, and God has gifted us all in different areas in different ways. But he is so amazing with what he did for mankind that it's so unique in you, though. There will never be another Anthony Evans that can do worship and praise like you. I'm sorry. I know you're trying to stay humble, but nobody can do it like you do it. And not to say they're not great as well. I would never, you know, it's enough shine for everybody. It is definitely mm-hmm. God is so omnipresent. It is enough shine for everybody. So let's talk about this 11 um, personal songs um, on this new album. And I tell you, I don't know. I think we talked last year or year before on my show. It's hard to pick a favorite song with you. I want you to know. <laughs> They're all so amazing. Thank you very much. We we worked very hard. And, and I'm, <laughs> yes, I, I love this album just just in general when it when it comes to the 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 way all the songs came together i really love 
how it worked out. And when you mentioned a second ago, you said something about the, the way that I lead worship, there's only one me. I had to take a – it took me years to settle into the kind of worship that I do, which crosses – you know, genres and boundaries, and it's not specific to one thing. And it's for a long time, I felt like I didn't fit because of what, because of, because what I did was outside of the box. But um, mm-hmm. it, it allowed me, when, back when I was on The Voice, Christina Aguilera said to me, she said, Anthony, and it, you know, obviously she does a whole different kind of music, but she said, I had to cling to who I knew I needed to be. And while I was, you know, scared, scared, but going my direction, I didn't realize I was becoming a trailblazer. And I'm not, you know, so I'm not identifying myself as a trailblazer. What happens is when you start to keep moving in the direction you know you're called to do, even if somebody else isn't doing it, ultimately it creates a trail behind you and it creates a, a kind of a, 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 um, a, a brand, for lack of a better, better way to say it, when it comes to a style and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm uh, comfortable in my own skin when it comes to worship and songwriting now, and I'm very grateful. I, I feel it's, it's a really good compliment for you to tell me that, you know, there's only one me because for a while I didn't think that was a positive thing. You thought you were the weird kid on the block because you were so, you worship differently and and you are and um, I'm a member of this um, huge church. It's not like Dallas church huge, but we have like twenty thousand members or whatever. And our leadership team is phenomenal. And I'm saying all this to say that's how they do worship and. Usually to get what you bring to the table, Anthony, we got to use two or three radio stations. We got to switch over to K-Law. We got to switch over to our gospel radio station. Then we got to switch over to our contemporary. But when we listen to you and we are at your concerts or at your ministry events, we get all of that. And you are so uniquely that trailblazer, whether you set out to do it. And that's what trailblazers are. They don't set out to be a trailblazer. But you are being so um, committed to who God created you to be that you did it, and that's who you became a trailblazer. Wow, oh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I really, I love it. <laughs> okay, so I told you I could not pick a favorite song on out of eleven. Can you tell us your favorite song on the new um, so. album, Back to Life? Yeah, I think right now that it, it's split between two songs. There's a song called See You Again, which is the first single, which is doing really well at Gospel Radio, which was kind of exciting. Well, not kind of. It was very exciting for me. So See You Again is, but it's more about the message of the song. It's like I don't, being a preacher's kid and growing up in the family I've grown up in, I don't want to be um, always living and, and having a testimony of what God did in the past, and that be the only thing that I can talk about is things that he's done in the past. I want to see him fresh and new in my life every day. And so that the message of that song is why it's one of my favorites. And then also back to life, the title track from this album. Um, I, it, I, I didn't write either one of these songs, which normally I'm always writing my songs. A friend of mine named Chrissy Nordoff, who I've written a lot with, she wrote them. And, and there were some lyrics that she told me over the phone. She was like, hey, I wrote a song called Back to Life. Don't know if you'll like it. But the bridge of this song grabbed me because it says atypical church, atypical words that aren't used in church. The bridge says resentment, depression, and all anxiety. They have no power over me. Resentment, stronghold, and every disease. They have no power over me. Like, I don't hear those lyrics. I don't hear anxiety and resentment and depression in lyrics in a worship song. And I wanted this record. It, my whole experience with this album is built off of three things, honesty, vulnerability, and transparency, and how those three things have brought me back to life. So those, those songs are, are, are my favorites because they are raw and honest. Like, I would have never given you that right this song because the way you perform it, and the way you're talking about it now, it seems like it's a word from your soul. Don't that means 
so much for you to be able to say what other people are saying in church, but this is what people deal with every day. Every family deals with it from one level or another, addiction and sadness and hopelessness and loneliness. And they can have it going on, you know, financially or in the public, but we as a, a race of people, we still have these things that, you know, that we deal with. I love how you were bold enough to say, yeah, I'll do that song. I'll, I'll do that song. What you say is very atypical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I don't want to do songs that just sound cute. You know what I mean? I don't want to do songs that are just, oh, these are the perfect little flowery words to make everybody feel okay. I want to, I want to sing the gritty stuff. I want to sing the stuff that's real honest and and those lyrics are, will make people okay. Because for a long time, I, you know, being a church kid, I feel like the um, the lack of vulnerability creates a toxic environment in in church world and in worship world. Uh, and so I just refuse to, um, to I refuse to do that. I refuse to to be a plastic worship leader. I won't do it. No, I, I just I'm, and to each his own, whatever that definition is for other people. But for me singing raw lyrics to me is me presenting something that is false that can ultimately hurt an audience because they feel like they'll never achieve what they're watching on the stage. Because I was, you know, I do my research, um, so I'm just really grateful for every interview I get, and especially those who are um, very in love with God. 24 7. And, and I'm not saying it's a perfect love because our love, he ain't good, but I was good. So when you said that you wanted to sing a real song, and because we generally do superficial stuff, we share enough publicly with people to, to let them know we want and we love Christ. Two, Christ is good. Three, he saves. He can reach us. He will do this for us. But when you get beyond that superficial layer, that's when you get in to say, you know what? <laughs> And then this is how you reach people because you're here. I, I struggle with this. I struggle with doubt sometimes. Sometimes my faith isn't as strong as it should be or you think it is. Yes, I go through things. You know, I love that authenticity. Mm, thank you very much. I, I'm, that's what I'm called to, period. That's, that's just what I'm called to. Oh, wow. I just can't imagine the burden that you must have in your heart for people to be able to live that publicly all the time, and then coming from a family, um, the family you come from, that so many people know of your history, they know whose legacy, because you were brought up that way, it's probably second nature, but you have to remember, everybody doesn't have that kind of love. Everybody didn't experience the kind of character that you had and I had when I was your dad. But we have to be aware of hurting people, even though we haven't experienced it ourselves. And so I think you get that. Well, I'm pretty sure this is how your music reaches people. And I love how Christina Aguilera said, you know what, this reaches me too. And I'm not, this song like she said, I'm not as, you know, a Christian like you. I'm not saying she's not a Christian, but she's not at that level as you. Because people always think they're levels of Christianity. And she was like, well, when you sing, I get it. So how does that feel mm-hmm. having that conversation with her? You know, I mean, it, it was it was eye opening. It's eye opening to have conversations with anybody who's outside of my box because it gives me a new perspective on what I'm doing, and it also brought it 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 reminds me that I'm not just doing what what I do for the people inside of the four walls of my life. Do you know what I mean? So, um, 
it was it, it's it's it was just very eye opening. That's that's the bottom line. It was eye opening, and um, and transformed the way that I do my music. My experience in L.A. in general, people I've met here have have just changed my mindset as it relates to what I'm doing when it comes to another level of excellence, but also when it comes to making my message, not diluting it and compromising my faith, but making my message relevant enough to uh, impact people outside of church. And I think the only way that you do that is by being super honest. Okay, for those who just tuning in, <laughs> I'm like Mary, and my very special guest today is phenomenal, award-winning, amazing, humble guy that is charting the top, the top of the Billboard with his new album, Back to Life and Thanksgiving, as I know you guys have heard of him, and he is most amazing person, modest, <laughs> on a whole other level. So you have a lot of things going on. So you have a new album, which is number one. And I love how finally you are getting this thing, this crossover, unknown crossover artist. Wait, you, crossover you, you just broke up. Say that, say that one more time. Say that one more time. For some reason, you, I, I got, it got hard to hear you, but go ahead. I'm sorry I'm messing up this interview. Go ahead. Say it one more time. Okay. No, no. I was saying I love how you are um, you are a crossover artist. That means that who I am or what I believe, but you have a message that clearly reaches um, not only the gospel, which you typically when people think gospel music, they typically think of an African American church. But you read like the St. Matthews and the Hope Presbyterians, and, <laughs> and then you will swiggle back around to those who are unchurched but know God or know that there is something bigger than themselves. So that's what your music brings everybody to, to together. Everybody. Yeah. And that's and a hard I'm, sell because people lose your audience and then they say, everybody, but you actually do that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It is. No, no, no. I just believe that that is a hard sell, but it's – but when you're being honest and authentic to who you are, then I don't think it's a, that hard of a sell, honestly. Like when, when right. you are just mm-hmm. – when you are being raw and you're not trying to fit a specific mold by doing this here and that there, and get, people can smell a rat. That's the bottom line. Like I, t- I mentioned – Christina Aguilera and what she mentioned to me where I was sitting with her and Jewel. Uh, uh, Jewel's like a folk singer, but Jewel said to me, Anthony, I may not get church stuff, and I, but, so I need to know what's beneath the surface of you. And then I can connect to the churchy side of you. It's like an iceberg. I need to see what's underneath the surface to get the well-rounded picture of who you are. And as you paint that picture, please be aware that people can smell a rat. And if you are painting a picture that's not real, people don't want to be involved with it. And that's why I think people connect to artists like Kirk Franklin. Kirk, Kirk, who is one of my mentors, you know, obviously is like the king of crossover, and he doesn't compromise. He just he says what it is, but people, he, they know he's being raw and honest about who he is and where he mm. is coming from. And so when I was 22 years old and got to travel the world with him for four years, he taught me the art of um, the 23 hours a day we are not on a stage <laughs> and how important it is for that 23 hours to mm. be an authentic, raw pursuit of who you're trying to present for the one hour on stage. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen, re-listen to the archive show of this myself because you are so deep and so profound. That is not one of those surface shows that you just got to wait on your next question or think about your next question. I actually have to be involved with this conversation because you are that profound. So uh, can we talk about, oh, my goodness, I want to talk about the tour. We, oh, my goodness, it's 10 minutes. We only have 10 minutes. 
Okay, let's talk about the tour. <laughs> you and your um, sister Priscilla Shower have this fervent tour going on. Yes, we we what a, it's a privilege. Uh, I, I've uh, started a production company called Sherman. Sorry, I started a production company called Sherman James Productions. Sherman and James are my grandfather on both sides of their names, and and uh, we just decided to take uh, after my sister did War Room, the movie that did so well, and the book with that movie was a New York Times bestseller. And along with this album, we just back to life. We decided to just do a tour together, and it has been going amazing. It's been around, uh, going to do about 32 stops, and we have only eight left, so you got to f- figure out where we're going and, and register. But um, yeah, it's just it's an amazing night, but it's, it's built on a family dynamic. It's built on the, the the legacy of my grandfathers who made decisions to follow the Lord years ago and never knew that it would turn into all that it's turned into. But uh, it's it's a night of excellence. But, but we bring uh, our authentic worship and an authentic word, and uh, that's that's what we're getting to do. And it, it's a it's a great experience uh, to be with my family and then to be with the people who sacrificed their time to come out and be with us. So how do you decide to do that? Because you guys, I, I mean, I've seen you all, and you've been to Memphis, Tennessee before, and I've seen how you lead the worship, and um, Priscilla gives the message. So it's, it's the most amazing tag team that you guys do and bringing us into the presence of the Lord and just having us to worship. So how do you decide what happens um, with your talent? Because everybody in your family is gifted and talented. We just we just see what fits. If I mean, if it, it for this this just made sense. To, to everything was happening at the same time with, with her book and with uh, uh, this album, and it, it just it just made sense. And you know, there are other things happening with my other sister Crystal and my brother Jonathan. So, uh, and we love being together. My dad raised us to, to to understand that family is the centerpiece of everything. So, if we can do family and career together and ministry together, then why not? So it just it just happened to work, and it literally was. Let's try this. A year and a half ago, it was like, let's try it. And I planned six of them, and it just worked. And so we just kept going. <laughs> so she already has six acclaimed studio albums, a Christmas collection, and she did fun version You've done TV, and now you and your sister have another TV show that's going to be filmed in New York City in June. So, how do you balance all of this? How do I, you said what? How do I balance it all? How do you balance everything? Yeah. You know, it, it's very strategic. My, my, my sister and brother-in-law have taught me the art of saying no. And, and um, sometimes you have to say no to good things so that you can get to the best thing. And I don't just mean mm-hmm. opportunity-wise. I mean, like, for, for me, my well-being as a worship leader and stuff, you, you, I just have had to learn the art of prioritizing and then really asking God to, to show me the, what exactly it is he wants me to do because his objective for me is never to wear me out to where I can't lead worship with a, with a clear mind because I'm doing the most, you know what I mean? So I have to balance mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's just being strategic about, about my nose because when you say no to something, you're always saying yes to something else and vice versa. So when I say yes to doing too much, I'm saying no to internal peace and no to rest. And so I got to switch that, you know what I mean? I need to learn that lesson. Okay, so what keeps you up at night? I know you're Christian, and I know you know God is able to do above anything we could ever imagine, but is there anything that burdens your heart that you really are always praying for and you want to see a positive change? Or, I mean, it could be something like world peace, or it could just be, you know, getting through Sunday's worship service. 
Yeah, no, right now I think uh, what the, the proverbial what keeps me up at night, it's very interesting. It's an interesting question because right now nothing does. I'm like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> uh, I, I really, um, I think a desire for excellence all around in in my life, I, what keeps me up is making sure there is no stone unturned when it, when it comes to doing what I do in excellence, whether it be you know, the worship leader, the guy on the stage or producing the tour or some other ventures that I have going on. Um, I want to make sure everything is done with, with excellence. I don't want anybody to ever look at me and what I do and be like, Oh, that's the broke down version of this. I don't, that's just not a thing with me. You know what I mean? So, so I think that, that, that's, that's what would keep me up late working is to make sure that when Sherman James productions present something, it looks like the biggest um, or the best, most excellent company in the world put something out. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. So Sherman James Productions, I know it does concerts, it does tours with you and your family. Are you ever thinking about doing a record label where you can bring on other artists that you think, that you believe have that same excellence and quality and talent <clears throat> that you have? Yeah, if it makes sense. I mean, Sherman James obviously put out my album, but uh, and it's promoting it and doing it amazing. The team I have does amazing at that. But yeah, if it makes sense, I'll do that. I just don't want to spread it too thin, because given yeah. the way the industry is, you have to be very focused. Because if you spread too thin, it's it's over. You know, you know what I mean. So um, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, it will do it if it makes sense. I'm all I'm all in. So are you working on anything? Because I don't know how it is. Or- I know you're not stopping because you're on number one on the billboard for your album, Back to Life. Are you currently thinking about your next album? How does that work for an artist? Or do you just say, I'm going to work with this right now and focus on this project? I'm currently, I'm working on Back back to Life, heavily promoting that, but then I always have a project in the back of my mind. And I read a quote by C.S. Lewis that said, we don't need more songs by Christians about Christianity. We need more songs by Christians about everything else. So I've been writing a project, mm. just kind of off an off project called Everything Else. That is, that is m- my experience of life through the eyes of a Christian. You know what I mean? So the songs are like gritty life songs, but I'm a, I'm a Christian, so you're going to hear my perspective on these. So it's not necessarily worship songs. It's how it felt to go through that broken relationship from the perspective of a Christian or how it felt to go through that betrayal from the perspective of a Christian. That is my next project called Everything Else. Do you see, because what I'm seeing as I hear you, I see that those songs can now become um, really amazing videos and share that story physically for people to see, or even a movie, because movies, I mean, people are just dying, producers and executives are really looking deeply to find content, new content, different content. And I can see what you're saying and how you're going to be writing it to a movie, whether it's a full feature or indie or short, I don't know. But people are so physical, they need to see that in action. Have you considered that? Yes, I have. And I work with a great production company and a great team of people who are who we've already talked, and they're ready and willing to write treatments and get scripts and do all that stuff when it's time to do it. But again, that's a that's a ton of work that would pull me away from what's happening right now, you know. But but yes, that's definitely right, yeah. on, on the on the docket. Awesome! Your time goes so fast every time I get to talk with you. But I just want people to know that your album, Back to Life, is available everywhere. You cannot say you cannot find this. 
out. <laughs> this project that she has. And like I said, I, ever since I got your publicist to reach out to us, we started digging deep and listening to every song and trying to decide just for the sake of conversation what's our favorite. And truly, if I had to, just because, you know, it was that critical, I got to say Back to Life is my favorite. Oh, that's dope. That means a lot. I, it really does. I, I love that song so much. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate it. That would be my favorite. And my time with you, my brother, is so short and it's so over. Do you have any closing remarks how people can find you? I know we got the concert tour. Yes, they can go to um, anthony-evans.com. That's anthony-evans.com. Or Instagram and Twitter is at anthonyevansjr. That's at anthonyevansjr. Are you on Instagram? Yep, that, that's what Instagram and Twitter is at Anthony Evans Jr. Okay, awesome. Well, Mr. Evans, I certainly appreciate your time, and you have truly, truly been an inspiration and so encouraging, and for us to be more authentic in our walk and to be transparent and to show our vulnerability sometimes if it will help somebody else. So, and you do that best and you do it all the time for that. I'm grateful. So thank you for being on Loretta McNary Live Radio Show. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everybody. The show is over, but we'll be back next week with another great interview. So enjoy your day. And as always, say, think positive, dream, big dreams. Help someone along the way, and we will see you very soon. Bye-bye, everybody.